I am so excited. Welcome back to another episode of Ben Shan Talk Shit. We are here with a friend and inspiration and just an all-around wonderful human being, Abba Jeppy Garbra, who is the founder of Abba Love Apothecary. And Abba is a certified aromatherapist, a holistic skincare formulator, and she is the brains and beauty behind Abba Love Apothecary. And her love of plant medicine led Abba to a discovery of exotic flowers, precious oils, sacred woods, and resins that were rich in telling the stories of nature's secrets. And she received professional training at the New York Institute of Aromatherapy and cultivated her skills in olfactory art and healing through senses. And I'm just such a fan of you and everything you're up to. So I want to pass the mic to you so you can tell us about yourself. Thank you. Thank you for having me here. I'm so excited. I love, of course, I love you. I love Benchin. I love Benchin Top Shit. So I'm really <sighs> excited to be here. My name is Abba. I'm hailing from Brooklyn, New York. I've been a New Yorker for about 20 years now, originally from the DC area and raised um, first generation Ghanaian. Gosh, how did I start in aromatherapy? I basically originally didn't start out to just start a company. I wasn't like one day I was like, I'm going to start a company. It was just very natural. And um, like a lot of people, it kind of starts out as kind of a passion project. Mm -hmm. I basically got into aromatherapy a few years ago when I was going through a health issue. Mm -hmm. And I found that while I had like really fantastic doctors, you know how when you're going through stuff, you just like emotionally and mentally, you're just, you just need help, but you really don't even know what to say. Cause it was before the days of you know, sought to seek therapy. And I remember my doctor asking me how I was feeling and I was kind of like tearing up because no one really asked. Mm -hmm. He didn't have any answers for me. He was just like, you know, I know it's tough, but you know, you're going to get through this. And that's all he could really say, which was much more than what other doctors say for sure. And Mm -hmm. ironically, so I went to FIT and uh, before my entrepreneurial journey in um, the healing arts And I met a friend there who we were in the same major. And after we graduated, she did an about face and studied traditional Chinese medicine and invited me to a community clinic. Mm. And she was like, hey, I have this fun community clinic that I'm doing. It's about an hour and a half. It's acupuncture and Reiki and reflexology. And I didn't, I had never heard of any of those things. (laughs) I was like, Like, oh, what's that? What? Okay. Take me to this magical world. Yeah. I was like, sure. And I told my coworker about it. who always, you know, had a lot going on. And I was like, and she had just gone through a breakup. So I was like, Hey, it sounds like it's going to be like a fun afternoon that she was like, I was like, do you want to go? She's like, yeah, yeah, let's go. And we went, it was incredible. My friend Lisa, she's still my acupuncturist, runs Moxie Acupuncture in Soho. She sat me down and she asked me all these questions that no other practitioner had asked. And I was kind of floored. I was like, wow, you want to know about my sleep and my saliva? You want to look at my tongue? You want to know everything? You want to know about like my stomach and all those things? And I was Mm -hmm. like, wow, okay. So she didn't tell me exactly what she was going to do. Mm -hmm. Um, She did ask me how I was feeling. And I, I told her a lot about how I felt. And she asked me to lay down and she, you know, she got me relaxing and she just goes in a corner and grabs a little bottle of something, dabs it on my pulse points. And I was like, what is that smell? She's like, just don't worry about it. I'm like, wow, it smells really beautiful. And I just felt completely opened. And then she put some on my pulse points and then she hit me with the needles, the princess needles, like the tiniest ones. And it was just a release that I'd never experienced before. And I had the best nap of my life. (laughs) I think it was 2012. Okay. So a while ago, 2012 or 2013 or something like that. We started our journeys around the same time. Love it. Love that. I didn't know that. Okay. So what happened after that? So I definitely what the smell was. Yeah, I definitely cried on the table and I was like, wow, that was different. And I was like, what, what essential oil is that? And what points did you, she was like, oh, I hit these points because, you know, for emotional release and I used geranium essential oil. I was like, wow, I love that stuff. So from there, it was kind of like a rabbit hole. And I had always been really interested in DIYing and making like lotions and potions for people. So I started to explore more just kind of on my own. And I started to make things for friends and family. And I was like, you know, I really want to get into this because it's so helpful for me. And it really just 
it filled the gap of what I needed, but I couldn't articulate. I couldn't really put a name on what I needed, but there it was, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I discovered the school I went to that I began training at, Amy Galper, who ran the school. And I did a little beginner class with her. And I was like, yeah, I definitely want more of this. And I decided to become certified. I got a bonus from my job at my at the time. And I was like, well, this is great because this job is like on top of the the health stuff. The job was super stressful and I didn't really get along with my, with my manager. So I needed everything. I was just emotionally drained, physically drained. It was a lot going on. So I was like, I'm going to take my bonus and I'm going to get certified in this course. So that's what I did. Um, we started out in a little tiny studio in the, in the East Village. And then by the time we really got into class, she had her own space. So she had a beautiful space in on the Lower East Side. And I got certified and I learned all about how to formulate specific essential oils, how they work, why they work emotionally in, in terms of the scientific little tidbits, you know, the, the chemical constituents, all the really nitty gritty things. And I thought that the best thing about it was that it taught you how to formulate for specific people. So it's based on, it's not purely based on a physical thing. It's not just like, oh, I have a headache. Of course, they're going to say take Tylenol, but it was like, oh, I have a headache. I'm like, okay, what kind of stress um, are you? How do you feel emotionally? Can you sleep? All those things. It's really mm-hmm. just the whole person. It's like, yes, I have something that will take care of the physical pain, but I want to know about if you're having any like emotional pain or any spiritual mm-hmm. pain. Mm-hmm. And for me, I was like, that's really beautiful. And I think people just want to be treated that way. And they want somebody that can see them in that way and help them through it. So yeah, I started formulating for friends and family and they'd be like, wow, this really helped me. This smells beautiful. And for me, it was like, I love, I'm a foodie and I always loved grooming and and perfume. So the fact that this was so aromatic, I was like, I love this stuff. I was smelling things that I'd never smelled before because I'm a child of the suburbs you know, and my mom had a garden and flowers and all that stuff, but I wouldn't say like running like wild through like lavender fields. Like I didn't do any of that. I was like, try body spray and like, you know, all those like bath and body works. I wasn't, it was just very normal upbringing. So Mm -hmm. for me learning about um, all the oils and getting all into the botanicals was just, it felt very transformational. It I felt like it took me to places that I had never been, but like in my heart, they, I was like, they exist, you know? This is such a beautiful story. And I love, you know, we have some obviously very different, but Mm -hmm. it's so funny you started the same year and then I got into it because I had health conditions as well. Mm -hmm. And that led me to acupuncture school. And I just remember similar to you, it was like having all of these issues and Western doctors, and I'm very much about balance of, of mm-hmm. like Western medicine is there for intervention yes. and alternative medicine, which I hate calling it alternative, but you know, natural medicine is there yeah. for prevention mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and longevity. And mm-hmm. I just love it when probably similar to your experience when. I was working in the clinic and we were treating patients and I'd be like, show me your tongue. How do you feel? Mm-hmm. And they like, why do you, what, what's my tongue going to do? Like, what do you want to <laughs> see my tongue for? Yeah. And I love what you were saying about we can treat pain, but it's not just pain. It's not one size fits all pain. It's about mm-hmm. what emotional pain are you also feeling that led to the physical pain or what, you know, I love what you said, what spiritual pain are you feeling? Mm-hmm. I was just talking about this with someone recently about how like, when I was in school, we had this one supervisor, he was 10th generation acupuncturist and he was so like to the point, he was so good at what he did and Mm -hmm. he would come in and if it was a female patient, um, he would ask two questions. How's your sleep and how's your period? Mm. Those two questions, it's not just, it's not like, oh, I have PMS. It's like, what's the quality of it? What's the texture of it? What's the blood Mm -hmm. look like? What's the color of it? Do you have pain before? Do you? And everybody's Mm -hmm. different. Everybody's treated differently. So Mm -hmm. I know very little bit about aromatherapy. And I had my skincare line and a lot of that was just Mm self-exploration. But what has been your favorite part of diving into aromatherapy over what you've learned and Mm -hmm. how you've seen it help people? And this is the same with acupuncture or anything with meditation. It's not the first thing that people will reach for typically. Right, so when you right. Come to it, it's like wow, you know. Yeah, I would say my favorite thing about it is that it's another layer that you can have in your healing practice. You know, it's definitely like it's not a cure all if you don't know why you're grabbing something or if somebody just says here you need this. It's good to know why. Um, but for me, I would say 
and I talk about this a lot in when I'm teaching, is that it helped me accept people more as they are. Because when you're learning about your student, when you're per- perpetually a student, you you have that openness, right? Mm-hmm. And you're not coming to the lab or the student being like, well, I don't like the smell of this essential oil. Or, oh, I know I don't like these type of smells, so I don't want to smell it. It's like you are smelling these things to get the olfactory profile so you can identify. You're smelling these things so you can learn how to formulate. It's kind of like cooking, right? You learn what goes well together. And you're letting the plant or the flower or the seed teach you about itself, right? Because it's like not just the smell, you're also feeling it in your body. Like I'm a really sensory smeller. And I tell people like, okay, alternate your breaths where you feel it in your body because it's like you're working with pure energy, right? And every plant, every everything has like some sort of energetic signature that is vibing off to you and let yourself catch it, right? It's like, are you feeling in your throat, in your in your heart space, in your in your ears? Like, let yourself feel all that because that's how, that's how you're getting to know the oil. You're developing a relationship with it, and people are like, first I think it's kind of weird, like, oh wow, but I'm actually like feeling like really open here, or I'm feeling tingliness here. I'm like, yeah, that's where it resonates, you know. So when I was like, oh well, I respect ingredients so much more because I'm letting them be who they are, and I'm not trying to force them to be anything specific, right? It's like the only time I might play with that is when I'm actually formulating for a holistic blend or for a pleasing blend. Because I want to make sure it's like, well, I'm going to put these three essences or essential oils, but they have to work well together because I know that if this doesn't smell good to whoever's using it, they're not going to use it. Therefore, it's not an effective tool. You know what I'm saying? I love that. I am just resonating with that story so much because I remember... Two years ago, someone led me through tea ceremony and it was very new to me mm-hmm. and it was just complete new experience for me. I never sat for tea. I'm a New Yorker. Tea is on the go. You know, you yeah. grab your, everything's on the go. And I was going through a tough time, like a really tough time. And because I feel like a lot of the practices I have are very active, you know, it's yeah. not really being very still and sitting with myself. Yeah. So um, this person led me through tea ceremony and I just remember taking that first sip and feeling like I had just my whole body felt like it was grounded down and Mm -hmm. like it just gave me a big hug and I can't explain it again. Mm -hmm. It was just like the most beautiful thing that I had felt in a long time and Mm -hmm. it was something that that shows you the power of these living ingredients and the power Mm -hmm. of living plants and you know, it, this leads me to my next question because I've just always found this so fascinating, which is that literally what Western medicine is trying to do. And for our listeners out there, I just like to reiterate that like Western medicine has its purpose. It's not about for mm-hmm. me. I don't know. Maybe you feel differently. Yeah. I mean, I feel, you know, Western medicine does extend life years on someone's life. It just, you know, it's very acute because it needs to be, right? Mm-hmm. And it has a gap because there are other things that do exist. It's mm-hmm. I think it just becomes an issue when you make it up very black or white and say, oh, we don't need Western medicine. We don't need Eastern medicine. We don't need this net. It's like, no, everything can exist purely. And the reason why there's a disconnect is because, you know, people that are, uh, you know, Western medicine, Western practitioners, they're not trained. It's not in their curriculum. So they don't want to give you incorrect information, they'll just say, well, I don't know. So just don't use it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So they're not going to say anything else because it's a liability for them. Of course. It's better for them to say, um, well, when in doubt, no, especially if you're on a lot of medication, but it has its job, you know, it does its job. A hundred percent. And, you know, just to like, that we're not bashing Western medicine because it does have its purpose and everything. Mm-hmm. Like I love how you said it, like weaves together as it's, you know, it can all work together cohesively mm-hmm. when needed and where needed. But one of the things that I always found was fascinating was that when you look at products like beauty mm-hmm. products or whatever, and they start, you know, there's usually one ingredient that starts to take you know, marketing. It's like yeah. this and that. And I remember like Bacuccio was the big thing. And then, yeah. you know, all of these like little ingredients like vitamin A from carrot seed oil. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just so wild to me that like just the concept of it, that they're literally breaking down a plant mm-hmm. to take out the main ingredient of that plant and then add it to, yeah, just and then add it to 
a product with lots of chemicals in it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's just, have you found that now with the rise of natural beauty, people are choosing more natural products now that they see this? Or do you think that, because the beauty natural beauty industry has blown up it's mega, blown mega, up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. mega, mega multiplicit. But do you see people really making those choices and really seeing the benefits of it? I do. I mean, I feel like when I first start, got started, it was very small. I mean, there were pioneers before me that was like Maid Lindstrom, Tata Harper, Damamia, like all those brands that have been, they've been like OGs for a long time, but it, it's been so explosive. And there's definitely, there was definitely that phase where people were like, I came home and I threw everything out of my cabinet. I'm like, why can you one? Okay. It must be nice. that It says like, okay, you can afford to do that and replace everything with all these brand new products. But two, you don't necessarily know what's going to work for you. Like just because it's natural doesn't mean it's going to fix all your problems or you're not you're not going to have a reaction to something or something's not going to work with your system, you know what I'm saying? Mm. So I'm just like start small, keep it simple, start with one core product and go from there like start with your skincare. Actually, you know what? I always tell people start with your food first. Love that. Like, oh, I want to be more natural. My skin's crazy and I can't sleep. And like, oh, well, what's your diet like? You know, what's your diet? What's your sleep like? Then I'm like, okay, well, maybe is it like your food allergies? That's the first thing because that's literally like what can make anybody break out or what can like ravage your stomach. And if that's all fine, it's like, okay, maybe it is your product or maybe, maybe you just want a completely different experience. You know, it's like, when you have drugstore products, for example, no shade to drugstore products, it feels very clinical. You know, there's no smell, it's clear, it's, you know, it's very straightforward and standardized. And, you know, the ingredients in the bottle are mostly there for the shelf life, not necessarily there. Maybe there are one or two ingredients that are, you know, the marketing highlight that do do something, but it's sometimes it's, watered down and the rest of it is just for stability on the on the shelf. Um, but when you're talking about botanicals, one, it's likely better for you. When you're working with the ingredients, it's the whole ingredients, not just one part synthesized. And the whole plant is there to work with other plants. And it's an experience. The scent, the texture. There's I mean, nothing better than getting out of the shower and just You cannot like, beat it. You cannot beat it. There's it's nothing like, like you don't need to go to a spa. You can just grab your beautiful like neroli, jasmine, whatever body oil and be like, oh my God, this is incredible. I'm taking time for myself. It's like, because, you know, it's kind of like those outfits that you never wear. You're like, oh, I want to save it for a special occasion. But like, no, this is every day because life is strenuous every day and you deserve this five minutes for yourself. You need this so you can feel like yourself again. A hundred percent. It is I, so sensory. And I found it really interesting that um, people just need to reacquaint themselves with how they used to take care. Like, oh, I don't like to lotion. I just, I don't like lotion on my skin. I just kind of slap it on. I'm like, no, massage, like feel your skin. Like that's how you get to know your body. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how you get to know your face and everything. It's like, you need to like get all those little, like those, that the tension out, you know? And that's, very sensual for some people. And there's like, oh, I don't like just one minute, just try. And they're like, oh, wow. Okay. That's different. Like, yeah, this is a different experience, you know? And I, I mean, now I think there's so much information out there and it's easy to get overwhelmed. I feel like there was like a little backlash for a little bit that people like, oh, clean beauty is this. And I'm like, people get like that when marketing gets to like a crazy point and people, consumers don't know what's true and what's not. And they, they forget how to make a choice for themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, I love like, that perspective. Keep it simple. Keep it simple. Know what works for you. If you can see all the ingredients, great. If you don't know what, you know, people say, oh, ingredients you can pronounce. Yes, that's true and very democratic. But some there are some ingredients out there that have complicated names that you might not be able to pronounce. It doesn't mean that they're bad. You know, it's like essential oils have natural occurring chemical constituents. That's how they synthesize. They have naturally occurring things. It's not a bad chemical. Everything has a chemical. The only difference is if it's harmful or if it's not, or if it's, you know, if it's a certain dilution or dosage, that's what makes a huge difference. But even now I feel like in my world, I'm like, well, of course, you know, maybe people know about rose water and of course this, but the more and more I talk to people, a lot of people still don't. 
And I'm always surprised, Michael, I kind of always forget, you know, and, Mm -hmm. and sometimes we kind of forget of the tools we have, like, oh yeah, actually I do have this aromatherapy role or this room spray that, you know, is beautiful. That's helped me before. I'm like, yeah, just get back on that again. Cause when you have, when you're going through it, whatever it is, like a breakup, you kind of forget to take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. Kind of forget the tools that you have. You're like, oh, actually I should restart this ritual. But like, yeah. I think that I love what you're saying because it's like, you know, it it is so easy for people to get excited and Mm -hmm. to feel like I'm going to throw everything out of my thing and splurge and spend all this money. And like, I love what you said. You don't know if it's going to work. And for me, I have very sensitive skin. I have like, if I use one wrong ingredient, Mm -hmm. full on dermatitis, like big Mm -hmm. time. And I've had to learn the hard way uh, (laughs) what works and what doesn't. And some products are products that I've used for years that are from the pharmacy, you know, like the French pharmacies. I love them. And then some products are my favorite natural oils that they work well together and they blend together. And it's my skin is unique and your skin is unique and everybody's skin. But I think that for me, one thing that that was so cool to experiment with is I wanted to grow my hair because I cut it. So I cut it really short. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I got into the car from, I cut seven inches off. And as soon as I got into the car from the hair salon, I was literally Googling how to grow hair back <laughs> six inches in one month. And everybody said rosemary essential oil. Yes. Mm-hmm. And in a certain situation like that, it could be so easy to want to try all the products. I'm going to do this. I'm going to take these supplements. I'm going to do mm-hmm. that. I was like, I'm going to try one thing. I'm going to just do rosemary essential oil every day because that's such a nice self-love act. Just a couple Mm -hmm. of drops, massage it into my scalp. And Mm -hmm. it was one, like you said, a great, beautiful gift to myself. Take Mm -hmm. a minute. I love that prescription. A minute. It doesn't have to be, self-care doesn't have to be 500 hours a day. It's literally taking one minute. It's taking 60 seconds to just massage something on your scalp, use a little you know, comb. And mm-hmm. it's just so cool because now I can go, whoa, my hair grew so fast because of the rosemary. Right. And can it, you can actually point to it as being like, as opposed to being like, well, I used all these things. I'm not sure what it was. I'm sure it was a combination. It's like, oh, I, you tried one thing different. Mm-hmm. You know? And exactly. it's like, you don't need like a thousand candles and roses and aura music. It's like, yeah, that's nice. But you can get just what this one thing, you and know? And that's like really being the alchemist too, in a way. Totally. We're really getting to, which is going to lead me to my next question. What's mm-hmm. your favorite scent? Oh, that's tricky. Man, I would say, well, I would say I'm not going to pick just one thing. I would say my one favorite scent around the house and clearing any space is Palo Santo for sure. Mm-hmm. And... Perfume aromatherapy wise, that's tricky because I can't just pick one. I love a neroli. I love a jasmine. I love a white flower. It's just like so beautiful and sensual. And it doesn't, everyone stops. Everyone stops. It's like, what are you wearing? I love when men wear jasmine or when when men wear a neroli. It's like, it's beautiful. It's like nature is meant to be enjoyed by all. It's fascinating because aromatherapy or or scent, it's the one thing that always I'll remember that the most. You know, mm-hmm. it's like I'll always remember how like that smell it just takes you, it transports you to a person or to a place or to an yeah. experiment uh, to experience. Mm-hmm. It's the one thing that that evokes such strong memory. You'll always yeah. Remember that smell. When I was studying with Grandmaster, they burned a lot of moxa, the mugwort, which they dry mm-hmm. the mugwort. And like anytime I smell that, it just transports me back to such a like mystical experience of my life. And now yeah, it's like mystical, like beginning anew, and like that feeling mm-hmm. that you have that you're so excited. It's it's really fantastic, you know, and it's really sweet. And you have to cherish, cherish that. It's like people are like, oh, are you like anti-synthetics and and I'm like, well, I'm I'm done with synthetics in terms of because my palate has changed. It's like when you start to study naturals and you start to bring it more into your life, it's kind of like changing your diet. Or if you remove salt entirely, you're like, oh, I can actually taste things. Like I feel like I can actually smell better. And your palate is widened. Like you, it's like your sense of taste becomes more new, more nuanced, mm-hmm. which is nice. And it's like, okay, that's me experiencing life. That's abundance, right? Because it's like I'm experiencing all this stuff just like through my nose. You know, if someone's just getting started, where would you recommend for them to start? In terms of aromatherapy? Like if they've never used any natural products or aromatherapy, because we don't want everybody to throw everything out of your closet. 
No, I would say like the most non-committal form is like just aromatherapy in your home using a diffuser, like or a little stone diffuser. Mm-hmm. So it's like you don't have to commit to putting it on your body. If you're like, oh, I already have my own thing that I wear. It's like, okay, if you know maybe you're at work and it's a little bit stressful, you can have a little um, stone diffuser with a blend of like, say, rosemary and some mandarin or some bergamot, like rosemary for focus and improving memory and bergamot for uplifting, mm-hmm. um, maybe some like lavender for calming. It's like, that's a pretty good, that's a pretty good blend. And, you know, you're just like, oh, it's so pleasant. Anytime you add a layer of pleasantry to anything, it makes whatever you're doing way easier. Mm, I period. love that. Adding a layer like of pleasantry. I have, oh my God. Cause you know, I'm a generator. Anytime I insert pleasurable things or joyful things, it brings me to the next step of where, what I should be doing. because any pleasantry just opens my mind to possibilities. And it like doesn't have to be like a vacation or like, it can be small. It can be like, oh my God, she put a little bit of cinnamon in my latte. I love that shit. Now I'm happy. I can like focus on my work and I can be excited about doing my work because I have a little piece of joy right here. I love that. I love that. For me lately, I've been putting, I just, I don't know what it is, maybe because it's so hot outside or whatever. I've just been spending so much time at home and just being really cozy at home. I have my candles lit and I take a shower in the morning and I've been putting um, essential oil in my shower, a couple of drops, which I, I and it's such an easy way to just add some, I love that, a layer of pleasantry because it's just, Mm -hmm. it's so simple. It's not, Mm -hmm. I love that it's it's non-committal and it just changes your entire experience of something that's so mundane and it just makes my morning 10 times better. Exactly. I actually also, when I was daily dialing, I would go to Whole Foods, like, you know, I would just buy whatever and be like, and I would just get a bunch of them and I would just drop it in the shower. Now I make a full on spray because I'm like, well, I just don't want to drop it in. People are like, what is that smell? I'm like, oh, this is good for me. Good for you. Like something for me, something mm. for you. It's like, okay, this is a gift to me and to you. you know, it's great. <laughs> you know? I love that. It's something that I think that, you know, as we get older and we explore the process of aging. And for me, it's something that I'm like, I have all of these tools to take care of my body, to look good and feel good for a long time. Mm-hmm. And not just that, but also in my personal life and my relationship, it's like, I know yeah. that I got to take care of me for me. I see a lot of people come to me and their relationships are kind of, you know, going a type of way. And and I learn more, I get more information and it's like, they've stopped dressing up. They've stopped caring. They got comfortable. And of course we yeah. want to get a certain level of comfort in relationships. Mm-hmm. My dad and my stepmother have been together for 30 years and they still get dressed up all the time. They still go on dates all the time. They still, oh. she's red lips, six inch heels, you know, like they get dressed up for each mm-hmm. other mm-hmm. and it's not even for each other. It's for themselves to Absolutely. look good, yeah. you know, and I, it's, it's so mutually feeding. So the ne- very next question I'm going to ask you is, um, what is your favorite product from your line? Ooh, that's a good one. I would say it's probably my first product that I made, which is a aromatherapy roller. It's called Divine Me Anointing Oil. And I love that name. Oh man, I love it. I love it because it's kind of like twofold. It was kind of like inspired by like this summer love that I had, who was like, if I met this person, I'd be like, okay, good. like, all right, I see what you're on. Cool. But he was just so different and like so very much a hippie and like very vibey before I was even into the vibes. But I met him at the right time, of course, because I was like essential oil queen. And um, I was like, oh, let me make you this blend for your trip back to California. He was from California. And I was like, okay, I want something that's, he was kind of all over the place. So I was like, okay, I want to make something that's really grounding, but I want to support the creativity you're going on a journey. So I want something that's going to like get rid of any like sort of dense energy. And I want this person to like always feel connected to their breath in in, in case there's like any anxiety. So I, I formulated, I was like, well, I love Palo Santo. Of course, it's that. that's definitely going in there. And I found like a specific kind of eucalyptus that's like really beautiful and soft. And then I was like, oh, I love galbanum. That's, it's a beautiful resin that's known to support both grounding and creativity. So it's like, okay, you're, you're getting grounded in like your root chakra, but you're also up here in your crown. And I was like, that is it. And it's still like my best-selling product and I love it. I take it with me everywhere. 
And I love hearing stories about how people use it. They're like, oh, I took it in a plane and somebody asked me what it was and they were nervous and all of a sudden they weren't and people just love it. And like, I freaking love that. It's like one thing to make a product, but to experience it out in the wild is really, I think any person that makes anything can really relate to that. And it's, I love it so much. That reminds me of, obviously this is from a movie line, but (laughs) I think it was, it was actually the show Elizabeth on TV. And they mm-hmm. were talking about the moment when she becomes crowned as queen. Mm-hmm. And there's a scene where the um, king who abdicated was not invited to the for the coronation. So he was watching it from the home. And it was like a viewing party that he had mm-hmm. um, with people. And the screen went blank, I believe, during the actual ceremony. Mm-hmm. While she was being like the coronation, like the procession was filmed and the after was filmed at the actual moment. Mm-hmm. And there's a part in it where he says something that was about the oil that they use when they cor- during the mm-hmm. coronation. And he said something that there's the quote. I saved it because I loved it. <laughs> when the holy oil touches, I am transformed brought into direct contact with the divine, forever changed, bound to God. It is the most important part of the entire ceremony. The anointing oil. I have chills. Yeah, I have chills because it's like they see that person as a mortal until the oil touches them, this oil that's been passed down, this recipe that's Mm -hmm. been passed down, the anointing oil. Mm -hmm. And when the holy oil touches, I am transformed, brought into direct contact with the divine, bound to God, is the most important part of the entire ceremony. Absolutely. And that part's not filmed. And when Queen Elizabeth was coronated, and I just, I saved it because I was like, that moment and, and the, the next part is now we come to the anointing, the single most holy, most solemn, most sacred moment of the whole service. Um, and a member of his viewing party asked why they cannot see this moment. And he replies, because we're mortals. And wow. I just love that because it's so, it's like the act of ritual. Everything is just mm-hmm. ritual. And mm-hmm. and just having that mindset. That's why I love the name of yours. The, the What is it? The divine... Divine me anointing oil. Divine me anointing oil. Imagine if every time you put that on, you were like in ceremony or you, that's how I do it when I, yeah. Absolutely. And that's, that's the whole premise. It's like, okay, why didn't I just make it a roller? I'm like, well, you're anointing, right? And that is like the blessing you give yourself, right? It's special. doesn't matter if you're in the airport or you're at home or you're at in the middle of a meeting. It's like that those seconds is like, those are precious. Mm-hmm. And you're working with the earthly, earthly element that do all these beautiful things for you energetically. It's like, wow. Mm-hmm. I, I love that. That line has always invited me to slow down a little bit when I'm using essential oils or any sort of product because they've been around for so long. They're so sacred and they're so special. And Absolutely. And mm-hmm. it's so powerful to just take them. We're just, I love that reference that you gave and you just like scrub your, you know, facial products on and you walk out the door. And mm-hmm. something I always think about is like my body is always reflecting back the care and attention that I give up. So if mm-hmm. I take two extra minutes to, mm-hmm. from an energetic pers- perspective and from a physical perspective, but if mm-hmm. I take two extra minutes to just give my body a little bit extra love, Based on the laws of the universe, every action has an equal opposite reaction. Yeah. It must reflect that back to me as well. Yes. Yes. You yes, know? yes. So my last question for you is, you are an entrepreneur. You have a full-time job at Alexander Wang and you have your line of Love Apothecaries. So how do you balance it all? Well, I don't think there's a such thing as balance anymore, mm-hmm. but I will say, I mean, I think... I'm really, I feel I'm a, I feel like I'm in a unique position because of course I started this, my business out of, you know, out of the passion project that I mentioned and, be, and it turned, it gained a momentum and I started doing events and, and fairs. And then I was like, oh, well, this is like a business and you're kind of, I was kind of just going along with it. Right. And then I got into stores, which is a different animal altogether. Then you're like, okay, this is business now. You have to deal with specific amount of people. You have to go by specific rules or there are financial implications. You have to 
get X, Y, and Z to set up your product in a certain way so your product can go through distribution systems. And you're like, okay, this is business. This is systems. This is very different than what I was doing, you know? And it becomes like a little bit more of, a little bit much more complex. That's when you're like, okay, I need I need somebody. I need another expert. I need a mentorship. I need, I need you know, financing to do X, Y, and Z. I need to raise my prices, all that kind of thing. So for me, that was, that's been really great learning experience. But then I was like, okay, well, all the money I was making before, I didn't have these specific overhead costs. Now I do, you know, it's like, I can't live off of that and invest and grow my business at the same time. So I freelance for a while, actually, before I started working full time. But even that was like work, you know, it's like, that's not true. You know, unless you have like a year or two freelance contract while you're freelancing, you're still going to be like, well, what am I going to do in a month? It's like that month to month or project based. I'm like, actually, that's not really working. I should just get a full-time job. So I know exactly what I'm doing. I know exactly where my paycheck is coming from and I can save so I can actually reinvest in my business, you know? And it's like, I wouldn't say like fashion is the best example of like trying to maintain some sort of work-life balance because Mm -hmm. When I work in fashion and two, I work with a designer, a creative led designer brand that is very demanding. Thankfully, I have a great team that is, you know, very respectful of work-life balance where we can have it. So I know it's like, okay, I know during these times, it's going to be busy. We're going to be in the office late. Those are times where I can't really work on my business. But I, you know, I had the weekends I hired. I was like, the first thing I said to myself when I got a full-time job is like, I'm getting a full-time job. I'm going to save up so I can hire a consultant to help me with marketing and social media. And ironically, I did find someone in the Benchin community to help me with that. So oh, sweet apps. And I feel like I'm so grateful for that because when it's really busy at work um, and normally at times we're like, you know what? I don't have time to do a newsletter. I don't have time to do a post or whatever. I have someone else that's not only keeping me accountable, but someone that I'm excited to talk to. So it pulls me out of that nine to seven space where I could literally be like on like, you know, in WhatsApp answering my vendors. I'm like, actually, I, I'm going home. I, at 7.30, I'm meeting Kim for an hour and we're going to talk about strategy. And she has questions for me and I have tasks that I've been doing that I need to give her feedback on. So, and, you know, I mentioned as I'm a generator, when I meet with her, I get so much energy. I can actually get back on my work laptop and keep working but I should really, you know, obviously go to sleep. But I think it's interesting that it's like, wow, I'm so excited about that one session that I took for myself and for my business that I have energy to do more, you know? I love that you're sharing all of this because I personally, when I started Bencham, well, I didn't just leave my jobs and Mm -hmm. launch it. You know, it was always a side project until the demand became too high. Mm -hmm. And I find so many people that see on social media different. They look at someone's business and they go, oh my gosh, I'm going to do that. And they quit their job and they don't have financial stability or security and they feel anxiety to sell, 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 pressure, pressure, pressure that they lose the passion. And Mm -hmm. I just love hearing your story with it because it's such a, there was this podcast I listened to, I think like um, it was a financial financial feminist podcast, something like that, where she's talked about self-care versus Mm self-soothing and self-soothing is the things that we do to like, you know, do our face mask and our ritual, but self-care is like the hard stuff. It's the like, do your taxes. It's have that meeting with your financial. It's investing in yourself and your future. Mm -hmm. And I love what you said, especially about hiring a consultant, getting that full-time job, knowing you might have less time, but it's it's not about people. This is going to help a lot of people who say, oh, I quit my passion to go back to work because I needed to make money. And it's like, no, you are now just pivoting because now you can make some money to invest in your business. And I remember hiring people was the scariest thing in the whole fucking world when I first started Mm -hmm. because I was like, oh my God, there goes my money. That was just the mentality you have when you start making money. Mm -hmm. Now I'm like, oh my God, thank God for Nicole, Lauren. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's all funding yourself, your business, your future, your Mm -hmm. self-care. So I just love hearing all of that. Yeah, and it's never really... Yes, you will be working more, period. I'm not going to say that like, oh, I, I'm off of five to six hours a night for the past month, you know? I don't love that part, but it's like, that's what's just required. And that's a sacrifice you're making that you're going to get back. It's like, oh my God, I'm spending... Okay, yeah, you're probably, you know, going back to work full time. You're probably doing some catch up from the previous when you're not working or whatever. And it's like, 
but that's okay. It's like, now I get to invest. Now this, this money is going to come back to me because I'm, you get that momentum going, you know? And it's like, maybe you're not going to see right away, but it's like, it builds, you know? And secondly, I don't necessarily like hide what I'm doing for my full-time job. It's like, you know, I mean, actually I'm kind of lucky going in. They kind of knew I, about my business, mm-hmm. um, but I made it very clear. It's like, well, I have my business. It's going to be part-time. It's not going to infringe upon, you know, my quality of work or my, you know, my expectations here. Like I made that very clear. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was not, I didn't shy away from cross questions. I was frustrated um, when I would get those questions because like as an entrepreneur, you know, there's a certain light that people look at you as an entrepreneur when mm-hmm. you're going back into the corporate world. They're like, oh, you're not committed. You're not this. It's like, oh, you're like indecisive. It's like, no, no, no. As an entrepreneur, I have dealt with real world pressures that nobody has to do because you have a whole department. I have had to do it and figure it out myself. I've had to deal with, you know, angry customers. You've had to figure stuff out. Cause you know, I think it's ironic. It's like corporate companies always say like, oh, we want an entrepreneurial mindset, but I'm like, here I am. And they're like, oh, it's kind of like, okay, what do you want? Right. You know what I'm saying? It's like, pick one. I've done this work. I missed my own time, my own money. You know, I've sacrificed, you know, you probably sacrificed like the vacations you want to do, the things you want to get yourself, like maybe an apartment or whatever for the sake of your business. Like, listen, I've given up a lot. I've decided I want to do it differently now mm-hmm. in order to get to my goal. But I will still give you all my expertise that I've built elsewhere. And, you know, you're going to have a great employee because I respect people's lives. And I respect any dream that anybody has at work. You know, like at work, like I bring... I bring flowers once a week and yeah, people are like, so oh, sweet. how'd you, who got you flowers? I'm like me. Cause that's my one way of like, again, like a moment of pleasure to help me work better and flowers are in everything I do. So it's just like a little reminder for me, you know, and people like, oh, you like flowers. And I talk about what I do and they're like, oh, wow. I've always been interested in aromatherapy and blah, blah, blah. And a few, a few months ago, I took my parents to the train station um, before work and I didn't have flowers. And just before that, my dad was like, okay, so what do you want to do after this? Or what's your goal? And he's like, you know, I think your calling is, he's like, you're very good at what you do. You're an expert in, in development and, you know, working with factories. I'm like, yeah, I'm good at that. He's like, but I think your calling is, is beauty. And my dad is like 80 something. Sometimes I'm like, you know, they be seeing stuff. You're like, sometimes you're just kind of so shocked by what your parents say, like, oh, you do know me. I think our generation and maybe a little bit the generation before us, we're going against the grain of what was traditional and we're really breaking barriers and we're really pushing Mm -hmm. through Mm -hmm. and to go against what, not just maybe your parents, but so many, I mean, your parents is huge, but maybe Mm -hmm. other people are like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And to just keep going because something inside of you is like pushing you forward to a dream or a vision that mm-hmm. I didn't have a clear I was just like I have to keep going I don't know where I'm going but I can't stop and yeah. I'm not going to go off of this path and mm-hmm. I was written in a magazine one time and I my dad and I had a lot of conflict over my career choices because I wasn't making money in the beginning yes and I just felt so depressed because I just felt like nobody understood Mm-hmm. my friends made fun it was just this whole thing but then one day my dad I was written a tiny 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 little write-up in Marie Claire and mm-hmm. my dad sent me a picture that he he bought all the Marie Claire's mm-hmm. in the Baltimore area the greater okay. Baltimore area and he lined them all up in a row and took a picture and he said I'm so proud of you I love you you're doing great Aww. and it's it's like that one little moment where you're like Oh my God, I just, all that work I pushed through and it was for me, but it's so validating when you see other people just appreciate because you're showing them a different way too, you know? Totally, and you need to give it a chance. It's like, you need to get all, you need to give people a chance to let them do what they want to do. And you need to give yourself and your business a chance by doing what you got to do. And if that means getting a full-time job, then do it. It's like, because I was like, like I mentioned, it's like, okay, between freelance and all that stuff, it's like, well, I could have closed my business. You know, it's like, if business looks a certain way, you're like, oh, is this how it happens? Damn. Wow. I really get why business is closed. Yeah. But it's like, for me, I'm lucky because I'm my only employee aside from my contractor. Mm -hmm. But it's like, you know what? If I don't go back to work full time and I can't invest in my business, I'm not, and I can't want investing the money and the energy and the smarts. It's like, I'm not really giving myself a business 
my, I'm not really giving myself a true chance to succeed. And mm-hmm. when I know all that I know up into this, all the information that I've gathered up until that point, up until mm-hmm. this point, it's like, I can really give my business a fighting chance now. Mm-hmm. And that's all perspective. I mean, mm-hmm. a lot of people might think that, oh, I went back. Someone just sent me a DM the other day that they felt really bad about going back to corporate. And I just shared with them, I said, well, why do you feel bad about it? Because you didn't give up on your dreams if you're doing this mm-hmm. in order to support yourself and to get yourself exactly. financially on your feet. And that's actually exactly. one of the boldest things that you can do. Exactly. And the best thing that you can do for yourself, because if you're stressed about money, you have no space to be creative. And exactly. To be, that's exactly yeah. why I went back. So I was like, I couldn't focus on being creative because I was like, these bills got to get paid. I get, you're just focused on the next bill, the next expense, the next thing you have to purchase for your business. The next, it's just not anything you want. It's not the reason why you started a business for sure. You're like, actually, I'm not having fun anymore. Mm -hmm. And I miss having fun. I miss having that feeling, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like, but if I can take the pressure off this way, that's the way I'm going to get it all back. So Mm -hmm. do what you got to do to get there, you know? Yeah. And that's similar with Benchon. A lot of people push me lately, especially because the business started to grow and they wanted me to unsolicit advice from people, you know, that are business people. And like, listen, I'm open to all kinds of advice. I might not take your advice. I'm definitely open to conversation and I'm open to thinking about it. And, you know, I always take advice with a grain of salt and I'm especially last year. Oh man, last year I got some advice from people that was both solicited and unsolicited. And I took Mm -hmm. some of it and it just fucked my business up. It really Mm -hmm. like, really, I was bummed. I was like really bummed. It was such a great lesson for me to listen to my intuition and the way that people do business is not the only way to do business. Right. um, Something that has been lately is a lot of people or have been pushing, um, you should grow, you know, why just stop at 200 people a month? Why not 4,000? And it's like, I I don't want 4,000. I would love to help 4,000 people. I always Mm -hmm. say this, but Mm -hmm. that pressure to grow that quickly is so monumental. Mm -hmm. And you've got to learn to get there. Like you have to figure out how to create the structure. And I started to go in that direction. And it was so much work that I wasn't ready for. Mm-hmm. That I mean, just extra things you have to do, you know, so many things that you have to do to get. Yeah. Yourself- and it's like, it's a whole different, it's like a weird dental appointment. You're like, Oh, this is all so exposing. It's like, it's kind of like when you run a private, like a private fashion brand, you're like, Oh, I want to go public and you hire people to help you go public and you figure out what's acquired. And you're like, Ooh, never mind. Yeah. And that was the biggest thing. I was like, I don't want to get, for me personally, other people have their own visions and goals and and expectations for themselves and their career. But Mm -hmm. as you know, I'm so infused in in invention. And I love being in it. I love hanging out with the community. I love being a part of it. I love chatting with you all. I love getting, I mean, we met through Benchon. I love getting to know Mm -hmm. people in my community. I love that it feels like a home that people just yeah. can come and hang out. And I'm like, I don't want to get so corporate that that's lost. That would, where, where would I? Right. That's why people originally were attracted to you invention. It's like, you don't want to lose that. I think it becomes something else because at that level, it needs to be, it's a different thing. Yeah. Right. So it's like, until you want that different thing, that's fine. But like the expectation has to be like, well, it's going to be a whole different animal and have to be willing to let go of what it was. And You'll do that if you become ready, if you decide that's the route we want to go. But it's like, I don't think it's ideal to let people pressure you into that because it's like, you're not the one in this driver's seat. Mm-hmm. It's like, are yeah. you going to get in here and do this for me? No, I didn't think so. So then mind your business. Exactly. And that's why I admire you so much for taking that leap to get a full-time job because you were like, I want to be excited about my business. I want to feel creative and inspired. And yes, I could probably do this by pushing myself and, you know, what is it? Pushing a rock up the hill and making this happen. Or I can take the path of least resistance, which is Mm -hmm. find a situation which is going to give me financial abundance and security, ground Mm -hmm. myself, and then come over here and keep my business moving and grooving in her own direction and having fun with it. And having fun with it. And it's like, I'm engaged at work full time and I'm engaged with Avalove. It's like, I don't, I don't turn it off either way. Cause you know, Mm -hmm. it's like, I need, I need that energy. I need people to be engaged with me too. It's like, or Mm -hmm. else, you know, it's like the energy feeds energy. It's like, okay, that was a crazy meeting or like, there's so much work to do, but like the person next to me is just like wonderful. And, you know, again, I think I'm really lucky because I work with 
incredible people. So mm-hmm. it's like double the blessings, you know? Mm-hmm. Blessings received. Yep. All right. Well, we are just about up. And thank you. This was such a lovely conversation. And you. I'm so happy we got to touch upon everything from aromatherapy to what it means to be a businesswoman, an entrepreneur. So we're going to link all of Abba's website and everything that you can find. Um, if you want to get the divine anointing oil, we'll link that as well. So that's it. Anything else you want to share? Uh, I don't. I feel like you've got through a lot. I'm just, whoever is listening has a similar journey or curious. It's like, that's definitely what it's like. It's it's definitely possible. There's just many ways to slice running a business. Just figure out what's perfect for you with your timing and your re- resources. And never be afraid to ask for help. Look around and see what's out there and ask. You know, I, like I mentioned, I met Kim through Benchin and I love her, how she runs her business and everything she does. And I was like, oh, I see she's a brand consultant. And I was like, I don't know what that involves, but I'm just going to ask. It's like, just ask, you know, instead of like, yeah, you can Google the website and like look up or like, what is this? But it's like, it's better just ask. And it's like, if there's something I hear that I like, I'm going to go for it. And I, I did. Love that. You know, that's yeah, such a great because I think that a lot of people think you have to do it all yourself, and she no, helped us don't. as well. And she just, you know, it just takes a simple, you know, because some people might go, "Well, you have a brand, and she has a brand. Why, you know, how can you work?" And it's like, no, we're all here to support each other. Yes, co-pilot, call them in, co-pilot, co-creating. There's enough to go around for everybody, and it was so fun to work together on a project with someone who knows more than me, Period. infinitely yeah. more than me. Uh, in yeah, terms that's of- why you should be paying someone. It's like if they know more than you and they can see things differently and see better than like with what your vision is, that's who mm-hmm. you want. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah. amazing. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Abba. Thank and you. we'll see you soon. See you soon. If you like this episode, share it with someone else who you think would love it too. And if you want to explore the topics we discuss even further, head over to Benshin.co to check out our current courses, workshops, and upcoming events. And I'll be back next time to discuss more things that I'm so honestly into on Benshin Talks Shit. Mm-hmm.